0: Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Colts Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated and the Horseshoe Huddle. My name is Brandon. I'm joined here by your co-host, my best friend, Andrew Moore. Big game Saturday. Big game Saturday, Andrew, and you're going to be there. How are you doing? How are you feeling? What's up?
1: Feeling refreshed from the bye week, ready to go, ready to see this Colts team take on the number one seeded Patriots. There's been a lot of buzz around this game, deservedly so. Colts fans, even though Tom Brady's not there, Colts fans still hate with a burning passion. Bill Belichick and the Patriots, it's going to be a wild atmosphere on Saturday night in Lucas Oil Stadium. So I'm excited to get down there, I'm excited to see what happens, and I think it's going to be a pretty competitive game. How are you doing,
0: man? I'm tired. You bring me out to trivia night. You liquor me up. I don't feel good today. I got to travel today. I got to drive two hours. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm excited for this game. I'm going to be watching it in Georgia. It worked out that they flexed this game for me because otherwise I would have been traveling during this game. Um, Possibly. I think I'd have been landing. You know, I'd have been in the car. I would not have been a happy camper um, missing this football game. So I'm really glad uh, that they moved it to Saturday night. Uh, when nobody wants to watch tv i don't don't (laughs) think saturday night night primetime is uh the best prime time to be in but i'll take it it's prime time game at home and lucas is gonna be loud you're gonna be a part of it
1: indy's gonna be a busy place on saturday because the crossroad classics is happening at what used to be banker's life Fieldhouse. i'm not exactly sure what the name is now so iu notre dame Purdue, Butler, they're having basketball games literally only a few hours before wow. the Colts kick off against the Patriots. So, Indy's going to be a busy place on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I, that's, uh, and it's Christmas time, you know? Right. Close ish to, you know, Circle Center. I mean, it's right down the road. Yeah, it's going to be a busy place. It's not going to be fun to uh, try to get out of there Saturday night. You're probably going to get home at 3 a.m.
1: My guess is probably two to two thirty would be would I'd be happy
0: with that about five thirty.
1: I'd be happy with two to two thirty if we get out of there and get back to back to the northeast side of of Indiana by that time.
0: It's gonna take a hot minute, but um at least you're not traveling to Atlanta <laughs> there you go and at least you don't have to I, I you know what I've been through Atlanta's airport a few times, okay, but it's always been a layover situation. I've never had to like get out of that airport, so I'm real excited for that. All right. Enough about me uh, flying partway across the country here. Let's talk some football. Um, Colts versus Patriots. I would call the Patriots the hottest team in the AFC right now. Honestly, I really would. Um, I mean, they're on a tear right now. Mac Jones looks good. They just won a football game, only throwing the ball three times a few weeks ago. Um, so you you never really know what to expect um, out of Bill Belichick. There's one thing that we can expect. It's what Bill Belichick does best. And he takes away your best weapon. Now, Jonathan Taylor, is he going to be able to do that? Is he going to be able to take him away? I don't know because they've not done great against some good rushing teams. They've not played a lot of great rushing teams, but they've not played well against the ones that run the ball. Well, stats, Matt, probably not here today on our earlier schedule. Um, So he can't, you know, let us know exactly what it is. But do you think Andrew, That Bill Belichick will be able to take away Jonathan Taylor.
1: I think there's a chance, but I also think that Jonathan Taylor, there's a chance that Jonathan Taylor gets his. So I'm going to take a cop out like I always do. But my honest opinion is that Bill Belichick. He writes these questions. (laughs) Andrew writes these
0: questions and then he says, I'm going to take a cop out. He does he can just not write the question.
1: Well, let me, let me get to my explanation here. I, I do have a feeling that Bill Belichick is going to put most of his resources into stopping Jonathan Taylor because when are the Colts at their best, it's when they're running the football, they're using play action and, and then they're able to get shots down the field. Well, if you take away Jonathan Taylor, that takes away the play action game and, and it really doesn't allow Carson Wentz and this Colts offense to do some of the things that they would really like to do. And, and, and you did, you did, bring up a good point that the Patriots overall this season are, I think 19th against the run. So definitely middle of the pack. Now in their current seven game winning streak, I think they've only allowed two teams to go over a hundred yards in that span. Now, one of them was Tennessee without Derek Henry and Tennessee ran for 270 yards yep. on the Patriots. So it can be done certainly, but with, with Jonathan Taylor there, you're going to notice more and more resources from the Patriots put a, and emphasizing on stopping the run. And, but the good thing for the Colts is the Colts that are coming back from a bye week So the guys that are normally that have been on the injury report were on the injury report yesterday. Quentin Nelson was nowhere to be seen, which is a good sign. We might greatness. be seeing the, the healthiest we've seen Quentin Nelson in a long time. Ryan Kelly, while he missed the start against the Texans being on the COVID list, he came back yesterday. He practiced limited, but he said he was feeling good. So that's a good sign. Eric Fisher was not on the, the injury report either. Braden Smith, we didn't see him pop up there. So the Colts offensive line is going to be the healthiest it's been maybe all season. If we think about it, if we're thinking about just strictly the starters. So that's a good thing to see. And I do think that, that maybe Frank Reich did learn to, to use Jonathan Taylor more rather than just the consistent RPOs like we saw in Tampa Bay and everything. To just call straight runs. Just call straight runs and still keep it involved. And you know Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly are going to want to do exactly that. So do I think Bill Belichick will take away Jonathan Taylor? I think he'll try, but it's a lot easier said than done.
0: There's a lot easier said than done. And I agree with you, especially that last point, Andrew, about just calling the straight runs because – you know, we can sit here and say, you know, they were RPOs, they were intended to be runs, yada, 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 but Carson did the right thing, did the right thing. Well, yeah. I mean, when you're looking at loaded boxes, it's going to, everything's going to read pass, everything's going to read throw the ball. So you are going to end up throwing the football, what, 21 times in a row, 23 times in a row, whatever it was? Um, Six. So, yeah, I think, uh, I'm with you. I think it's important to, uh, make sure we force the issue and get Jonathan Taylor the ball because he's gonna he's gonna get his. Um well, we got it.
1: we gotta think about this too. When the Colts played the Bucks, the Bucks are the top rush defense in the entire league. Mm-hmm. And and while the Patriots have been good the past the past few weeks, especially during their winning streak, they're not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're they don't have a Vita Vea right in there to plug it up. So it's it's different that when we're going up against the bucks rather than the patriots. I don't think the patriots are on the buccaneers level as far as the the run defense is is goes. But I do still think that the patriots run defense is pretty solid and the colts are going to have to be ready for it and be able to still dominate up front if they want to have success.
0: Well, and overall defensively, I feel like the patriots are pretty good. They've given up 10 points, 13 points, 0 points, 7 6. Uh last time somebody broke 20. Um was way back against the Chargers. Chargers, pretty good offense uh, mm-hmm. when, when they decide to show up and play. So um, it's not going to be a cakewalk for anybody. Oh,
1: yeah. The, Col- the Patriots have the best scoring defense in the NFL. I think they're only at, allowing 15 points a game. And the Colts are sitting at one of the most prolific scoring offenses in the NFL. They're averaging, especially, I think they're averaging – just around 29 points a game for the whole season and after week four or after week three after Carson Wentz was hurt since week four the Colts are leading the league in scoring
0: no we've got that terrible play caller you know that uh doesn't know what he's doing so it's funny that you mentioned that Andrew um your comments turn into a really funny place sometimes on Twitter (laughs) I, I that's now one of my new favorite places to go hang out um So Jonathan Taylor's not the only one that's got to play against that awesome uh, Patriots defense, but Carson Wentz has got to play against that passing defense as well. Uh, What are we looking at here? Third best pass defense in the league, Andrew. How can we be successful in that area?
1: I think just not forcing the issue. And and I think the Colts have really done a great job of that this year where, where, and, and this is kind of what falls into Frank Reich's philosophy is not force feeding a certain guy. So the Patriots can key in on somebody. If they're going to double up Michael Pittman jr. That leaves T Y Hilton with single coverage. And T Y Hilton said today that he has never played the Patriots without them double teaming him, which yeah. is pretty wild to think about. So T.Y. Hilton with single coverage. The Colts don't have a problem going to T.Y. Hilton's side. You also have Naheem Hines that can do some damage. Zach while he hasn't been the best lately. Zach Pascal could still make you plays. Uh, Ashton Doolin, Jack Doyle, we can go on and on. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's what, that's what helps this, this Colts offense is because when we think about it back in those, back in the heydays, when, when Manning and, and Harrison and Wayne were there, Bill Belichick would take out, Marvin Harrison or try to take out Reggie Wayne well the Colts they just have so they have multiple different weapons and they spread the ball around so much now that you can't really focus in on on a certain player and I'm sure they're going to do stuff in the passing game the Patriots love to play press coverage so they're going to be really up in the faces of Pittman and and Pascal and and T.Y. Hilton And I'm sure J.C. Jackson, which is an all-pro corner, will probably be the one that's shadowing Michael Pittman Jr. all over the field. But at the same time... The Colts, Michael Pittman has one of the best rates of getting off press coverage in the league. And if you're not going to double him or give J.C. Jackson some help, I could still see Michael Pittman with his huge frame being able to wall off J.C. Jackson and 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 still pick up yardage. But that's going to be the thing. That's going to be the chess match between Frank Reich and and Bill Belichick that I'd like to see. It's not so much the running game because we all know the Colts are going to try to run the ball. Bill Belichick is going to try to take Jonathan Taylor out of the game. We know that that's an obvious. What I want to watch and what I'm going to be paying particular attention to in Lucas Oil Stadium Saturday night is how Bill Belichick and and this Patriots defense are trying to match up with the Colts' offensive weapons, and how if they try to take Ty Hilton out of the game by keeping a safety deep and, and kind of putting coverage over his way, or if they try to put double team Michael Pittman Jr., or if they just say one. Go one-on-one with JC Jackson, square up with Pittman and see how it goes. That's the kind of chess matches. And then on the cold side of things, we how many times have we talked about a week in, a week out? How many how Frank Reich is just a master at scheming his guys open? Frank Reich's really gonna have to be on his A game, really gonna have to. Sp- scheme Michael Pittman to get some easy catches T.Y. Hilton Zach Paschal, uh get some rollouts which with Carson Wentz to maybe hit some some of those post routes those flag routes to Jack Doyle down the field that we saw uh, against I, I think it was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where he threw some nice passes so that's that's what I really want to see is that chess match between the two and the sense that I got from Frank Reich this week and, and even last week he's not afraid of Bill Belichick he's confident in what he can do so I'm excited to see how that matchup turns out
0: yeah I'm excited as well by the way Andrew something we didn't cover to start the day uh, right now if the playoffs started today Colts would be in the Bills did their job the Steelers did their job they went out there they lost some football games and we're 6th in the AFC. Again though, we're we're playing the number 1 team in the AFC. I would say the three teams mm-hmm. right now in the AFC in the AFC you don't want to play are New England, Kansas City, and us. Everybody I'd else is that's, play, that's
1: pretty accurate right? Maybe now. the
0: Chargers. Um but I mean the the Ravens so inconsistent. Tennessee has been uh lackluster without Henry. Um Cleveland, Baltimore, uh, the Bills, Cincinnati, no Nobody, none of those teams scare anybody. The Pittsburgh just lost to the Vikings. So
1: we'll, we'll be doing our picks later, but I mean, Cleveland's having a lot of COVID issues. The chargers play the chiefs tomorrow night on Thursday night football. That's going to be a huge game for, for really both both teams. So the Colts are in a good spot right now, as far as the playoffs. And and while they still, they still have a very tough schedule playing new England, Arizona, they play the two number one seeds in the conferences in the next two weeks. But the Colts at this point control their own destiny. And I think that's what that's that, that's what we wanted to see. We didn't want to have to be waiting in week 17 or week 18 saying this team has to lose, this team has to lose, and that very well could still be the case. But as of right now, the Colts control their own destiny. As long as they take care of business, they'll be playing into January.
0: We're gonna play into January. We're gonna shake things up. I'm starting to get a little faith. The Cardinals, get this next game, like you said, and the Cardinals game are going to be real telling. Um, (laughs) We're running the risk of having a real shitty Christmas day. I mean, realistically, (laughs) it could be a bad Christmas this year, but um, we'll find out. Uh, Andrew, Patriots are averaging 123 yards a game on the ground. Um, Colts need to be focused on stopping the run. Is that kind of the chatter in, in the Colts' locker room right now? Is that what Frank is talking about, is stopping that run? I think that's what their number one focus is because it's kind of like how the Patriots
1: want things to go. The Patriots would rather stop the run and force Carson Wentz to beat them. Well, the Colts would rather stop the run this week and have Mac Jones go out there and beat them. And so we could see it could, Turn into a, a pass fest on Saturday night if neither team can get the running game going. Yeah, and and, and while the the Patriots do have a formidable running game, uh, they they're they're very good at the power rushes. So uh, they're they're not more. I should say they're not a team that really likes to get things outside too much. They really like to push things up the middle, do some zone blocking there to kind of get there, open up those holes. And Bobby Okereke mentioned it this week. Uh, Kenny Moore mentioned it this week that that they really need to focus in on, on making sure they stop the run. And, and of course, I heard Kendrick, I saw Kendrick Bourne made a comment that, that that's, stupid to talk about and that they're multiple. And if you stop the run, they're just going to hurt them with the pass. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but it seems like the Patriots want to get their running game going to take that pressure off of Mac Jones because Mac Jones isn't the type of quarterback. Well, he's been very efficient this year and he's definitely been the best rookie quarterback out of all five of those guys that were taken in the first round by far you you still don't necessarily want to put all of your chips on Mac Jones to lead you to a victory in a shootout. Now Carson Wentz has been able to to rack up the points this year. But Mac Jones, when he's called upon to consistently just constantly throw it down the field, and I haven't really looked at his numbers too in depth, but that's just not his game. Mac Jones is the type of quarterback that would nope. like to just take what the defense gives him, dink and dunk down the field, and be efficient, not someone that wants to get into this shootout that, that and try to keep up with this Colts offense. Because I think if it does turn into a shootout where they're going back and forth, I think the Colts actually have the edge in this one because the Colts offense, I think, is better than the Patriots offense. So that's going to be the key is kind of putting everything on Mac Jones shoulders. So and and taking the running game out of it. And I think this Colts team has a chance to do that, especially these last few weeks. They've really been stepping up against the run Yeah, before the bye. Now it's just can they execute and can they make sure that Josh McDaniels doesn't have something up his sleeve to really get that running game going and then take Mac, Mac Jones doesn't have to really carry this team to victory.
0: Mac Jones is sitting at 70% completion percentage. Not bad. Uh, 28, 2,800 yards, almost 2,900. Um, averaging 7.5 yards of completion. So nothing not huge. Nothing huge there. Um yards a game, two twenty five. Um, that's probably actually the same as Carson right now. Uh touchdown to interception though. Here's here's something interesting that I think uh our defense um is gonna like to hear, probably have heard. Uh sixteen touchdowns, eight interceptions.
1: Every so two touchdowns
0: like, he throws, he throws an interception. Yeah, it's not our like defense Jones, loves interceptions. It's
1: not like Mac Jones doesn't turn the ball over. I nope. mean, he's still a rookie quarterback and, and the Colts have had success against rookie quarterbacks, especially with disguising defenses. Now, mm-hmm. Mac Jones is a very cerebral quarterback. He's a very yep. smart quarterback. So, uh, but, but the Colts have still had success against quarterback against those type of quarterbacks mm-hmm. when they are acting like they're going to play one coverage and they s- they completely switched around. That's pretty much what they did against the Buffalo Bills. When you look at the defense, they start would always start out in one coverage and then switch to a completely different coverage middle of the play. So you know what that does, especially for a young quarterback like Mac Jones, it really qu- makes the game go a lot faster because then yeah. he has to sit there and after after the snap and then kind of reread the defense to see what defense they're in. It slows that quarterback down just a tick, but the thing is when that happens, that gives DeForest Buckner a half second more. Gives Quiddy Pay a half second more. Gives Kamoko Ture a half second more mm-hmm. to get to that quarterback and really bring him down. And, and I think that's what the, that's where the Colts can really force Mac Jones into some mistakes because making him have to second guess himself make him take more time the Colts can get back there and put pressure on him because we know Mac Jones isn't the most mobile guy in the world that's for sure and that's where we can see him getting into mistakes and maybe getting a Darius Leonard or a Kenny Moore interception maybe (laughs) Rocky and Isaiah Rogers get in on the fun but I think the more the more that the Colts can pressure him force him into some mistakes because he is still a rookie quarterback I think the Colts can have some success in that area
0: I mean even his biggest game was against the Jets they dropped 54 points um, and that was 300 yards two touchdowns you know, I mean, and no interceptions. I mean, he didn't go crazy. You know, so even in their highest scoring games, where was another one? They scored forty five against the Browns, um, forty five against the Browns. He was one hundred ninety eight yards and three touchdowns. Uh, so, yeah, another efficient game there. A lot of run, a lot of rushing success to get these to these high scoring games. So, um, if we're able to stop that, I like you said, I don't know if Mac Jones can put the team on his back and carry them to a victory. Um, You know, so and they haven't played an offense as good as ours. Except the Cowboys they lost, Chargers they beat. That's about it.
1: Well, here's here's something that's here's something that's interesting too. We're not to the injuries quite yet. But Darius Leonard wasn't on the injury report yesterday. And the injury report is probably gonna come out probably in the middle of our show today, maybe (laughs) in about ten to fifteen minutes, even. But so I'm not sure if he was full participant today. But Darius Leonard has been on the injury report. I mean, he's been full participant for, for some of those, but there has a, I don't think there's been a week since week one that Darius Leonard wasn't on the injury report, and he wasn't starting yesterday. So that's good to see that the maniac didn't start out With any limitations, he started out as a full participant. He was able to take the entire week off, take that weekend off as well. So we could be seeing probably the healthiest Darius Leonard has been all year. And you know when Darius Leonard is healthy and and running at the full maniac speed, this defense is completely different.
0: I said a couple games ago he looked to be flying a little bit better. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was good to see for sure. Uh, Andrew, let's talk about are x-factors 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 x-factors
1: i want you to go first this week I, oh, i've I've always go first on the x-factors so well, you, you can go ahead I'm, and pick that's because i'm producing do you need me to pick? do you need time to pick
0: yours because if no. so i'll go first um i'm gonna go frank reich frank reich's the x-factor um and not in a not in the way i've used him in the past i just think that this is going to be a, a game that he's got to show up and coach well um, he does not have to outsmart Bill Belichick, and guess what? He's not gonna. It, plain and simple, you're not gonna outsmart Bill Belichick, but you can avoid letting Bill Belichick put putting you in a box, um, and letting him get in your head, letting him just completely ruin your game. Um, so I I don't want Frank to get flustered and start making bad decisions, and and you know in turn you know I, I Frank Reich needs to have a nice, calm, well-coached football game, and I think he's definitely capable of doing that.
1: I'm going to go Michael Pittman Jr. this week, and here's why. Because I I do think that it's going to be tough to run against this Patriots defense. Do I think the Colts can have success? Absolutely. But I I just think it's going to be tough. We're not going to see Jonathan Taylor necessarily go off for 130 yards and two touchdowns. I, I really want to see Michael Pittman Jr. take over the game. So if the, if Bill Belichick is really going to focus in on taking away Jonathan Taylor, it's it's time for that for Pittman to step up. He's probably going to have J.C. Jackson shadowing him around the field. If you want to be considered a top dog and a top wide receiver, you got to be able to do it against the top cornerbacks in the league. This is Michael Pittman Jr.'s shot. This is his uh, opportunity to really. I mean, we, we we're saying he's the number one wide receiver but this is the first time we've actually seen him go up against a cornerback of, of all pro caliber like JC Jackson. So it's time for Pittman to go out there, go out there and show what he's made of. And I, and I hope that he can have a big game, pick up those crucial third downs when he's called upon, because Carson Wentz is going to be looking his way and and we can't get off to a start where, where Pittman starts dropping them here and there, or he's a little bit nervous. Pittman needs to be strong from the start. He needs yeah. to be able to convert those not only on third downs, but also whenever the Colts want to take a deep shot, when the Colts are in the red zone, you know, Carson Wentz is going to be looking Pittman's way. And the thing is here as well as we need to see him really fight for those jump balls. Yeah. I didn't put this in the notes, but it, the referee crew for Saturday night is Carl Cheffer's crew. And their crew has called the most penalties of any crew in the NFL, the most defensive pass interference calls of any crew in the NFL. That's something that the Colts really specialize in is drawing those defensive pass interference calls. So we're old going Joe to Flacco right so we're going to see probably those opportunities and we want to see Pittman go up there and really fight for those jump balls and come down with them so that's my x-factor is Pittman I think if Pittman goes off the Colts have a good chance of winning
0: yeah thank you uh Mr. Tibbs we did talk about that uh we talked specifically about stopping the Patriots run game uh as well so anyway yeah I like that Michael Pittman pick um I, I was I thought about that too when you were talking about Ty how he's talking about how he's all always double teamed probably unlikely in this game to the degree that it's happened to him before against the Patriots. You agree?
1: I would agree. I could still see them probably maybe having safety help go over to the top to Ty Hilton just in case they they don't want to allow him to go deep. But you, I, I still think maybe the more you'll, you'll see more attention going over to Michael Pittman Jr. Um and, and again we'll have to see if he can handle it.
0: All right. And prediction. I went first on the X Factor. You go first on the prediction. Who's winning this football game, Andrew? Everything on every
1: everything on paper kind of wants you to go towards the Patriots. I had that weird feeling against the Buffalo Bills. And I've got that weird feeling again. I just think this Colts team is very, very focused. And they know that if they lose to the Patriots while they're in playoff position right now, it's going to be a long road to get back into that position if they lose. I don't think it's going to be a, a, a too high of a scoring game. I will take the over, but I don't think it's going to be a barn burner like a 38-31 Tampa Bay Indy. I'm going to go Colts 24, I'm gonna go Colts 27, Patriots 21.
0: Okay. I'm thinking Colts 33, Patriots 25, but um I I don't have the same feeling I had going into the Buffalo game because I feel a lot more confident about this one. But I didn't think we were gonna beat Buffalo. Um, mm-hmm. and I we I mean we weren't playing great football. We hadn't beaten any good teams yet. Um you know, we came close to the Ravens, if they're good. I don't know. Are the Ravens good? Does anybody know? I have no idea who the best team in the NFL is. Not a clue. At this point, it might be Green Bay. It's got to be Green Bay. You're probably right. By the way, uh, flexing the Georgia, belt over flexing the belt over Aaron Rodgers, bad move. Never, idea. never, a good idea. No, <laughs> he went for like three hundred yards and three touchdowns after somebody tried pulling the belt on him. It was hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think the Colts win this football game. I feel good about it. Um, as the Patriots aren't, Patriots aren't flashy, but we have an opportunity here, not just to make sure you know. To every every win at this point is just one more you know sigh of relief. Easier to get, to stay in the playoff window at this point, but I'm to the point now where I'm looking at who are we going to get stuck playing? Where are we going to have to travel to? Um, who are we going to see? And hopefully, we can be you know playing one of those bottom uh, division winners like whoever wins the NFC, the AFC North right now. I I would feel good against. Um, I wouldn't feel as great having to go play Kansas City. So if we can make sure we're one of the higher higher ranks or even Tennessee, hell, I want to play Tennessee again. I want a third shot at them, to be honest with you. We talked about how hard it is to beat a team three times in a year. So I'd like to play Tennessee. So that's important to me in that respect as well.
1: Yeah, and I, I just think that that it just means more to the Colts right now. And yeah. and that that's that might be weird to say because the Patriots are always the Patriots. But but the Colts, yeah. the Colts know that they're while they're sixth in the AFC right now, the reason they are sixth is because of the tiebreaker of their opponent against AFC opponents. Yeah, and if they lose this game, they could go from sixth to eleventh in the AFC just like that. Yeah, there there's no guarantee that the Colts are locked in the playoffs right now, and to end up keeping that tiebreaker, you need to go out and you need to beat New England. So yeah. that I, there's just more for the Colts to lose. And then one more nugget before we move on. Yeah, cuz the Pats Frank, are probably safe. Pats are probably safe. But what Frank Reich is 3 and 0 after buys in his head coaching really? career.
0: I meant to, Reich, I meant to look up that stat. I meant to look yeah. up our record against uh it just after the buy in general as a team, but that's interesting.
1: So he's 3 and 0 and Bill Belichick is I think 13 and 9. So we'll see what happens. It's gonna be a fun. Nine. It's gonna be gonna be a really fun night in Lucas Oil Stadium. I think it's definitely gonna rival how loud it was against Tampa Bay when Tom Brady was out there, and even maybe more so just because of the hatred towards Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels when those Patriots take the field. It's gonna be fun.
0: All right, injuries and other Colts news. So,
1: just as I predicted five minutes ago, the injury report came out. So let let's take a look under the hood. So. Really? Not, not that bad. Again, there was still one more guy, three. one more guy was added. So Bobby O'K'R'K' was still out with an illness. It's non COVID related. Um, a limited participant today was Jack Doyle with an ankle. So maybe he just twisted it. Hopefully that's not too, anything too serious. And then guys that were full participants today, Kylan Granson who had missed yesterday with a, with a personal issue wasn't illness or COVID related and Ryan Kelly coming back from his time on the COVID list. He was a full participant today as well. So uh, really still a very clean injury report. Again, no Quentin Nelson, no Darius Leonard on there. Love to see it. The Colts are very healthy and no, no DeForest Buckner. He's been banged up too. So Colts are very healthy as of right now going into that matchup against New England.
0: You just mentioned Franklin, right? I did not. You did not mention Franklin. Ha <laughs> ha. Colts place linebacker Zaire Franklin on the reserve COVID nineteen list. Not good. Um, he's been pretty good on on special teams too, right? He's
1: special teams captain. He's been. I think he was the one that that even blocked that punt. And yes, he a, was a few
0: weeks ago. I think you're right.
1: So if it, it's looking like he is going to miss on Sunday, so that's when the Colts have three linebackers. Zaire is usually the one that's in there. My guess is EJ speed will slide up and take his spot. Mm -hmm. If O'Kara has to miss because of this illness, then EJ speed would probably go in there. And then for the third linebacker, you'd think about Matthew Adams or the guy that they just elevated from the practice squad that will get right into it. Malik Jefferson. He was a guy that they just elevated today up to the active roster. He could see some playing time on Sunday. And that
0: could really hurt in regards to the, stopping the patriots run game situation um uh, right. missing those guys so that um is going to be key um uh, so let's hope that uh so Mr. O'Kearake okay. uh O'Kearake okay? okay, okay. I don't I don't like it still. Uh <laughs> so they did elevate linebacker Malik Jefferson to the active roster and signed safety Will Redman to the practice squad. Da-da-da-da. Hard knocks Let's talk about it. Andrew Hard Knocks, what was your favorite part? Mine was uh, the reindeer as a tree topper for DeForest Buckner. <laughs> it was it
1: was cool to see. Number one, it started out be, with all the Frank Reich criticism and, and just constantly hearing those little media tidbits. Frank Reich knew that he was being criticized for how he handled the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. But I kind of like how the show started out with, with Frank Reich Riding on his peloton, and then it ended with him riding on his yeah. peloton. There was symbol. I'm going to put on my uh, my critic hat. There was symbolism in that. That Frank Reich, no matter if you're on the highest of highs of destroying the Texans on a shutout, or you lose a tough game to the Super Bowl champs, Frank Reich is so even keeled. He stays the same the entire time. So yeah. I, I thought that was kind of cool to see.
0: Yeah, and I mean HBO is just incredible. The people that do this show are just fantastic. I mean, they are, my, 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 my cousins, my little siblings were kind were there uh, last time I was watching an episode and they're like, when was this? I'm like last week. They're like, what, how did they do that? How do they turn it around so fast? And not only do they do that, but I mean, they come up with storylines and, and and come up with ideas of Frank on the Peloton before, you know, to start the episode and to end the episode. And you're right. I mean, it's, Criticat, you know, it was, it's just really cool. Um, I can't believe they're able to do what they do. Uh, the issue with the star and the angel on top of the tree for DeForest Buckner is what I was alluding to. Um, <laughs> and the reindeer just looked really... that reindeer they have built is really cool. I kind of like it. Might uh, might have sealed that idea.
1: Right, and then you see, I think it was this week too. You see um, Kenny Moore, and, and then yeah. and him going out and and not. And being in the community and going and helping those kids on his day off. And, and I'm sure with this upcoming episode, which is tonight, they're going to talk plenty more about Kenny Moore being the Walter Payton man of the year nominee for the Colts. God, so I hope so.
0: That was Go that. Go vote was for really that. Cool. I don't give a shit about the Pro Bowl. Go vote for Kenny Moore, man of the
1: year. That was really cool to see. And then there was one more thing that I wanted to touch on is. The Colts really wanted this shutout, and it was kind of cool to see Darius called it. Darius and and Kenny Moore talk about it. Darius like, you know, we haven't had a shutout since that Dallas game, and yeah. he's like, man, I really want to get a shutout. And then that was two go years ago there. today.
0: Nope, two years ago tomorrow.
1: Yeah, it, it was a, it was
0: a, three years, three years tomorrow.
1: So I thought, and and I could be completely wrong on this, but I think the Colts in their history have five shutouts total. And credit to Matt Eberflus, he's been the defensive coordinator for two of them in the past three, four years now. So that's, it's a pretty, pretty big accomplishment for, for yeah. this defense and, and not only Eberflus, but the guys on this defense.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was really cool to see them call that. Like you said, um, yeah. You had mentioned a couple weeks ago, you said something about Frank. I was talking about how much longer will Frank coach, and you said something about him being a fit guy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? how do you know that? And then we see him exercising on the very next episode of Hard Knocks. I kind of got a little laugh out of that. Um, I got something, my eyes and
1: ears everywhere.
0: Something that perked my – or raised one of my eyebrows. Um, Rockison asked Xavier Rhodes if he was having a boy or a girl. Why – are those two men are top corners. You would think those two would be top outside corners. Uh, you think those two would be uh, a little closer than that. And you would think Rock would already know what, uh, if uh, Xavier was having a boy or girl. I thought, I thought that was interesting. I'm sure nobody else picked up on that. I'm like, why doesn't he already know that?
1: Yeah, that, that was a little bit, a little bit interesting, but it could be just because maybe
0: Xavier's just a really private guy. I, I yeah, or maybe, be. maybe, maybe his teammates don't like him. I don't think that's the case.
1: I can't think Xavier Rhodes has been the kind of the veteran presence for that cornerback group. But and, and how can you not like him when you go and see and I I think I've been a little bit hard on Xavier Rhodes this year, but seeing him go out there and practice and literally just uh, grimacing through every single practice rep that dude is very very hurt right now and Mm -hmm. and he is trying his very best so that made me feel a little bit more compassionate
0: towards Xavier Rhodes and and what he's trying to do on the field but if you don't know Andrew well he doesn't give a shit he does not care (laughs) what you got going on he doesn't he wants you to perform and that's it so to hear this I find it interesting
1: I'm very very to the point. If you're if you're able to go out and play, I expect you to play at a very
0: high level. So kind of like Darius had injured throughout right. the year. So right. Exactly. But you know, Darius doesn't have to be quite as fast as a corner. So no. We'll we'll give him a break. Anything else on hard knocks?
1: I don't think so. I think tonight's episode is going to be interesting to see how they how they make the show with all the guys on the bye and not all the guys just in the facility all week.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. I thought maybe we'd get a skip week where they didn't uh, have it, but I guess not. Uh, Pickup standings, Andrew. I had a tough week. I I went on a limb on a couple, but one game that I went out on a limb on saved me. I haven't lost the lead yet. You and I are tied again. Um, 127 uh, correct picks, 80 incorrect at 61%. Um, Tied again. You you gained some ground. Uh, So... It'll be interesting to see how we close out this year. How's your uh, How's your fantasy looking for these playoffs coming up? Which team? nobody gives a shit about your fantasy team. <laughs> uh, week fifteen, Chiefs versus the Chargers. They're at at LA, right? At LA. Okay, so um, that is that could be a helpful game. I don't even know who I want to win that game. It doesn't matter. Whoever wins that game is going to take control of the division. I assume.
1: I think I think so. Whoever wins that will then oh I think own the tiebreaker. Chiefs or are hot right now. No the tiebreaker. Chiefs are hot right now, and the Chargers are gonna be missing uh I think Rashawn Slater is out with a due to COVID, but I think Chris Jones is also out on the other side.
0: Yikes. for COVID
1: for the Chiefs. So, I mean, COVID's affecting the entire league right now. I'm still going to go Chiefs because that defense has been playing electric, and I think they're going to continue to play that way against against the Chargers on Thursday night.
0: I, I'm thinking Chiefs as well, but I just have to... I, I I need to apologize to their defense because at the beginning of the year, I said there's no way this football team's going to win games because of this defense, um, and they have turned it around. I mean, they, they look... Real good. So um, I'll be excited to watch that one tomorrow night. By the way, Spider-Man this week. You going to see it? You got your tickets? I am not because usually we, go on,
1: usually we go on Saturday and I'll be uh, heading down to Indy. Yeah, we're
0: going on Friday at 1 p.m. <laughs> so uh, we're getting those discounted tickets. Uh, Patriots at Colts. Uh, we know we both picked the Colts there. Uh, Raiders. Oh, I, I need to actually go, uh, you know, pick these games
1: that would be smart
0: Raiders at
1: go ahead Raiders at Browns. The public is all on the Browns. I'm going Raiders because of all of what is happening with the COVID situation for, for Cleveland right now. I mean, Baker Mayfield looks like he's going to be out Two offensive linemen, Jarvis Landry. The list is going on and on and on. Kevin Stefanski. It probably isn't coaching because he hasn't already missed a game from
0: because of COVID. Didn't he miss a game um, last year because of COVID?
1: Thought it was last year, close something contact. Like that okay, maybe. But but I'm going with the Raiders this week. I I, like I mean I, and it's just because I don't think the bear the Browns can overcome all of these all of these COVID related misses hurdles hurdles. Yeah, you get it, and and still beat beat a Raiders team that I mean they're still six and seven. The Raiders aren't uh, they're not atrocious, but they're not great by any means
0: um i like it I, I'll, I'll go ra- i'm gonna ride raiders with you you know what if you know what if we just pick the same teams for all of them we'll just stay tied um <laughs> raiders at browns yeah we'll, we'll go raiders i like it uh pay the public right now a little on the patriots we're gonna add to the Colts side um panthers at bills
1: bills because this was pretty easy. I'm going to go bills. Um, while well, the bills have lost a couple in a row, uh, or at least they lost to Indy. They lost to new England. They lost to Tampa Bay. The Panthers aren't anything like this team.
0: So I'm going Buffalo. Uh, we got Cardinals at lions. I'm going Cardinals. This
1: one's pretty easy. I'm going Cardinals as well. Um, I don't think the lions will have anything to, to really stop the Cardinals and the Cardinals are pissed off about how, uh, How Monday night ended.
0: Yeah. Uh Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins sneaky good. Tyler, they might sneak in. He's not wrong. They might sneak into these playoffs.
1: They'll have to have a lot of good, a lot of stuff go their way, but I'm gonna go dolphins as well. The Jets, again, I don't think they're a match. Not
0: good team at all. Seems like a lot of obvious ones here. Cowboys are heading to New York. One of my favorite rivalry games of the year. Um, every year. Unfortunately, I'll probably be missing most of that, but It's always a good football game, and I'm going to go Cowboys.
1: I'm going to go Cowboys as well. Um, I'm not sure how – I wish Stats Matt was here. I'm not sure how the uh, injury situation is with Daniel Jones. And as I say that, uh, Saquon Barkley goes to questionable for my fantasy team as he pops up on my phone. I'm going Cowboys.
0: All right. And Washington football team uh, at the Philadelphia Eagles. What do you think?
1: I want to go Washington, to be wow. honest with you, but but I'm not sure on this one. I mean, the Eagles ha- the Eagles are coming off a bye, and I think the Eagles w- are... The, the thing that, that scares me about the Eagles is Jalen Hurts is injured. Gardner Minshew played well the last time. Well, Andrew, but- that means
0: he's a starting quarterback in the league. He played one good game, so he is a starting-level quarterback.
1: I'm going to go with the Washington football team on this one.
0: You're an idiot. Eagles are going to win that football game. I think you're out of your mind. Uh, Washington football team has lost its luster for me. I'm out. I'm out on the – done. Toast. Uh, (laughs) uh, Titans at Steelers. I don't like this one bit. I don't like this game one bit. I don't want to pick it.
1: I don't like it either, but I, unfortunately I am going to go with the Titans. I, I just don't see this. I mean, I want the Steelers to win yep. obviously, but I don't see the Steelers being able to overcome all the issues that they're having. Plus the Titans, they just shut out. I mean, they shut out the Jaguars. So, but I mean, we just shut out the, the Texans. So, I think Tennessee is starting to finally get a little bit momentum back on their side. I'm going to go Tennessee.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately I'm with you there. I think Tennessee probably wins that football game as well. Texans at Jaguars, huge AFC South battle. Uh, I'm just going to go with the home team here. Just give Trevor Lawrence a win. They're going to be about five people in total watching that game. I'm going to go Jaguars. Nobody wants to watch that football game. Um, Cincinnati Bengals at Denver Broncos. Joe Burrow picking Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow probably it's his first game in, in Denver, Miami city's he got to get a win.
1: I'm going Bengals as well. Seems like I, a real, uh,
0: he seems like a real, uh, John Elway lover.
1: Maybe I have no clue, honestly, <laughs> but cool, cool. Joe Burrow and, and, uh, the ego that John Elway has, but I just don't see, I don't see Teddy Bridgewater playing very well against that defense. So I'm going to go Bengals. Falcons at 49ers. 49ers, easily not picking the Falcons. 49ers. I'm real
0: tempted to pick the Falcons. Do it. I'm good. Uh, go Ninety-six point seven five percent are on the Niners. Um, oh, oh, do it. I'm doing it. Fuck it. Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan against Kyle Shanahan. Matt Ryan. <laughs> let's go. Uh, Matty guys. Right. Seahawks at Rams. I'm with the Rams. <laughs>
1: Rams looked real good Monday night. Hopefully it's not a letdown. I know they're having some COVID issues too, but I think they'll still be able to get it done. I'm going Rams.
0: Uh, Packers at Ravens. I am on the pack. Packers look good.
1: Packers do look good. And the Ravens, I mean, Lamar Jackson may not play on Sunday. And and so I'm thinking this is really, this is really shaping up to be an interesting race for the AFC North. Because I mean, at this point, I mean they've got all four teams are still in it but the Ravens are having issues with Lamar, the Browns are having issues with with COVID, the Steelers are so inconsistent and who knows about the Bengals, they still haven't really they haven't proven that they can win yet so it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. I'm still going Packers.
0: All right and Saints at Bucks. Bucks are going to get their payback for that bloop of a game earlier this year.
1: Oh yeah, I'm going Bucks. There's the the Saints. Whether it's Taysom Hill, whether it's Trevor Simeon, I don't care. The Bucs are going to probably beat them by 20 to 25.
0: I've got that score 10 to 40, 10 wow. to 40. Yeah, they're going to get obliterated. I
1: mean, Alvin Alvin Kamara is back,
0: but I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, Vikings at Bears. Snoozer of a game there Monday night. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings.
1: I'm going to go Vikings as well. Um, I, for the score, I'm going to go 31, 21 Vikings. I still think the bears will put up some points, but uh, the Vikings, I mean, they played pretty well. They almost gave the game away to the, to the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, but I think the bears are definitely a notch down from the Steelers. So I'm going to go, I'll go Vikings. I'm
0: also with the Vikings who's scoring the most points this week. Um,
1: man, that's a tough one. Arizona. Arizona against Detroit. That's a good. And Detroit's going to score
0: that. the least. Those are my picks. I'm going to
1: go. I'm going to go Texans score Ooh, the least.
0: There you go. That is a good defense. Those Jack Jackson uh, Jaguars have. Um, news around the league. Andrew, former Broncos wide receiver Demarius Thomas, found dead in his home Thursday night. Really awesome guy. Um, sad. It was sad to hear this news. I was. I was. I was glad to hear it wasn't anything bad um, in regards to, you know, suicide or drugs or anything like that. Uh, because like I said, good guy, um, lots of nice things said about him by former teammates making statements. Um, so yeah, that was some sad news to see.
1: Very sad. And I, I guess what happened is he had a seizure in his home that night and he had been suffering from seizures since 2019 when he was in a car accident. Mm -hmm. Um, very, very sad. He was only 33 years old. He was a phenomenal, just he was a great player on the field and even better person off of it. I mean, there were so many stories that came out. And then the one that sat with me was Peyton Manning about how his kids sat with Peyton Manning and how his son Marshall talked with De- Demaryius Thomas all the time, whether it was going to practice or whether it was just things around the the area. I mean, Demaryius Thomas, it's it's. It, he had so much more life and said joy to give to people. So it's yeah. very sad that that he was gone way too soon.
0: Uh, Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson denies report that he would waive his no trade clause to leave Seattle. Of course, he says he's that.
1: lying. He's lying. He's gonna go. He's gonna waive his no trade clause.
0: He's gonna go to the Saints. And he's I gonna would love to Sean see. Payton. I would love to see him at the Saints. That'd be awesome. You hate the Saints. You, I, I don't mind I the, Saints. the Saints. I love Drew He's, Brees, so it's always you know even after the Super Bowl loss, even after the bad, you know stuff Sean Payton got in trouble for. I like Drew Brees, um, so I've even though you know I've I've just never harbored any malicious feelings uh, towards the Saints after that Super Bowl loss. So I think it'd be awesome.
1: I can't stand the Saints, so I'm going. He'll go to the Saints. Aaron Rodgers will probably, if he doesn't stay in Green Bay, because they, there's been reports well, the that. Will the
0: Saints trade him to an NFC team?
1: Where the Seahawks trade him Seahawks, to an NFC Seahawks, sorry, team. yeah. Well, two out of the three teams that were reported, he would waive the no-trade clause for were NFC. So the Seahawks, if they are going to trade him, they don't have very many choices because he's, just like Deshaun Watson in down in Houston, they've got that no-trade clause. They could choose whether they go to that team or not. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, what were you starting to say about A-Rod?
1: Aaron Rodgers might go to the Broncos unless he's that his sure. relationship and and stays with with the uh
0: with the Packers. How can you tell him no? He's on another, I, I mean, he's an MVP candidate again, undoubtedly. I'd say right now, yeah. it's him and Jonathan Taylor would be my two picks. Of course, you know, you get a bye week, then Jonathan if everybody forgets about Jonathan Taylor, so I hope he explodes again this week. The favorite uh, right
1: now is the favorite right now is Brady, but because <sighs> Brady is leading in passing yards, touchdowns. Teams up oh, there well, fighting villain. The so.
0: what, what if it's one of the lowest passing yards and or passing touchdown seasons of all time? We just gonna give the quarterback with the most touchdown passes the award still? No. Um Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer was reportedly involved in a verbal altercation with wide receiver Marvin Jones and called his assistant coaches losers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is there anybody that is a <laughs> just hates his life more in the nfl than urban meyer it just doesn't think, make sense he signed up for that job you know what i mean i legit think urban meyer thought he was gonna come in and he was gonna run things and it was gonna be easy it was gonna be like, like how he co- uh, coached in college it's not like that these are grown-ass men these are men getting paid millions of dollars you can't just think you're going to rule over them but that's why college coaches are don't do net don't necessarily do well in the NFL and why NFL coaches are sometimes when they yeah. go down to college, they're not that great either. So right. it's just a completely different way of coaching, completely different style. I don't, I mean the Deshaun Khan con says that he's trying to work through things and wants urban to be there. And I think that's why the Jaguars are the Jaguars because they don't have a good they don't have good ownership. They don't have ownership that makes the correct decisions and puts the right people in place and this is what happens. You think
0: he ends up uh no, they already hired their coach, didn't they? Did Notre Dame already good. announce their coach? Yeah, that yeah, defensive Marcus, guy, right? Marcus Freeman. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. were happy about that. I was. Could I would you have been surprised though if Urban Meyer said, "All right, I quit. I'm going to Notre Dame." <laughs>
1: i would have i wouldn't have liked it i mean urban meyer said that notre dame said some years ago notre dame was his dream job but i'm, yeah. I'm glad marcus freeman is the coach
0: and not urban meyer not been to south bend many times uh definitely definitely don't have the establishments in south bend that urban meyer likes hanging out at um <laughs> raiders allegiant stadium named the site of super bowl 58 in 2024 that stadium's awesome that's exciting let's go
1: it's a pretty cool stadium um I, I, the Colts play. I think they play in Las Vegas next year. I mean, we're both getting married, so I don't think we're going to be able to afford it. But no. <laughs> hey, maybe someday, maybe someday down the line, we'll, we'll be able to witness
0: Allegiant Stadium. Let's just, and, and mine's real close. She can hear me right now. Let's just tell our ladies, uh, we're changing our, our, uh, honeymoon plans. We're going to the, we're going to the Super Bowl in, in, in Vegas. <laughs> um, they would love that. What do you think, babe? <laughs> I'm getting a bad look. All right. Uh, Raiders (laughs) did that already. Uh, Go follow us, guys. That's it. Uh, Go follow us at a Colts podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and uh, chat with us. We did a mailbag episode recently where you submit your questions on there. Um, That was a lot of fun. Maybe we can do some more of that. Um, But, yeah, Saturday game. Thanks for joining us early, if you did. Uh, we appreciate uh, we appreciate all the flexibility our listeners show us uh, in their listening experience. Um, anything from you, Andrew, to wrap up? It's gonna be a wild atmosphere in Lucas
1: Oil on Saturday night, and Colts fans better bring it, make it loud, go Colts, go Colts. Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you, and God bless football.